I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. And I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. One of the concepts that me as a planner get hit with the most often is leveraging the income that we have now to subsidize future us. So AKA retirement planning. So one of the concepts that Lindsay and I have been thinking about is how much money is enough money? Like right now we're in the stage of life where our kids are younger. Um, we're still within our careers, not wanting to not work. Mm-hmm. So how much money is enough money? Like how much allows you to not only live comfortably, but without stress? Such a good question. I, when I'm doing budgets with my two income households or, you know, the equivalent of two income households, and it's, sometimes it's uh, one big income, but you know what I mean? Um, I have in I would say in the last year and quick uh preface to this I live in Victoria cost of living is ridiculous million dollar houses are like basic or run down uh mortgage cost is high groceries are high no matter where you go these days gas is high no matter where you go these days but that's uh so prefacing what I'm about to say next um and so most of my clients are on the West Coast, but I do have clients all over. Um, And I would say in the last year or so, the common number that I come to over and over and over is $8,000 a month. Uh, That's net income in your bank account, uh, $8,000 a month. That allows my clients to put the roof over their head, Their kids can do an activity or two. They can save up for a vacation. They can invest for retirement. um, And they can be putting money into their uh, future U accounts for car maintenance and house maintenance and, you know, summer camp registration and all of those things. So somewhere around $8,000 a month is the number that I continually come to as I'm I'm working with budgets. And Um, that's per house. Per house. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, stereotypical two income, two kids, white picket fence kind of, kind of family, which is like, that's a lot of money Mm -hmm. to to, after tax $8,000 a month. That's that's a hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, that's a lot of dough. Mm -hmm. Life's expensive. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for me, like there's no luxuries necessarily. Of course you could say that kids activities and travel um, that is a, uh, that is a luxury. Right. But I mean, like, like lavish things when I, when I say there's no luxuries in an $8,000 a month budget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 800, 
thousand or $800, $8,000 a month is about 125,000 a year salary. If we divide that by two, that could be about 65 each. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. So, you know, we don't, not let, not a high income earner, um, but that's two, two solid healthy salaries um, before getting into those higher incomes. Yeah. And so I'm going to come at that from an angle where I live somewhere different and the cost of living, I wouldn't say is as high just because of housing costs being relatively low compared mm-hmm. to your cost of housing. However, our income, I think, reflects that. Right. So it's an interesting point. I also agree that I think $8,000 a month for a family, depending on the structure of your family, Mm -hmm. is a good target. Mm -hmm. Um, Like for me, I have four kids. So that might put a little bit more pressure on that $8,000 number. Totally. uh, Just because I do have to consider... Uh, past Megan, who made all these decisions in terms of responsibilities and debt levels and payments and all those things. Getting pregnant. All, yeah. <laughs> you know, producing these children, buying houses. Um, we haven't, uh, we don't have any car loans, but we definitely have car repairs mm-hmm. things that we have to manage. Um, but if we were a family that preferred to drive more reliable vehicles, that would be a car loan, like all these things. Um, and then there's also future us where we have some goals that we want to achieve. And the only way to achieve them is for M- Megan of today to stash away like a little squirrel. Yeah. Future me. Yeah. 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 Like I always say, like future you needs money too. And there's only like future you only has 24 hours in a day also. Yeah. And I think also the mentality of the person also uh, really plays a role in this. Like depend that I really find this when I'm working with clients is if I have a client couple family that, you know, one's a teacher and one's a social worker, they have a little bit more, I don't want to say reason, but they have a little bit more structure per mm-hmm. se than when I start working with real estate investors and entrepreneurs, because when I'm talking to real estate people and entrepreneurs, I'll say like, how much is enough money? And their answer is always so fluffy and cloudy and like more like the answer, like, I just need more. Well, it's like, okay, but can you give me like a range? Like <laughs> how much surely. Um, they don't really have a con it's just, they're always in a state of discomfort. I feel because even when, if they were to make a goal and say, okay, my goal is to make $8,000 a month in my business within the first three years, let's say, yeah, or in my real estate portfolio or whatever they're working on. Um, once they hit it, they've already moved the guard post. Absolutely. Whereas like a 
social worker or a teacher is like, okay, I need to make $8,000 a month. I need to go find a job that pays me $65,000 a year. Those are the jobs I'm going to apply for. If I get an offer, that's my negotiation yeah. range. Yeah. Uh, there, there's like this mindset depending on the person that you are. Totally, totally. I mean, the signs of a of an entrepreneur, right? Like always new ideas, always striving and creating and bigger and more. And um, yeah, yeah, that's totally. So how do you find that in your house when you got two of you? Well, it, so anytime there's a fluctuating income, um, budgeting and looking at goals is always I don't want to say more difficult because you could call it more fun. I don't know. Um, but it's always different. Um, and so for us, um, all of these conversations were much more difficult before we had some stability in our business where we could pay, pay ourselves a monthly salary. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were just, you know, earning whatever came in, I mean, there'd be weeks, even months at the beginning with no income. Mm -hmm. right so it's it becomes difficult and and it's and sometimes it's hard to look forward and set your goals because it can be really scary because you're not even making it now like you don't even know if it's possible and you don't want to set yourself up for um disappointment um but at the same time, so all of that is totally true. And then the other thing that's totally true is we have conversations where we want to make $400,000 a year, mm-hmm. right? Which is not a typical conversation for a salaried employee because mm-hmm. um, there's not very many jobs that will pay $400 a year or $400,000 a year. There's some, there's actually quite a few, yeah. um, to be honest, <laughs> I wanna, uh, for uh, reality sake here, there's quite a few. Um, but yeah, the... I have my clients. Let's go back to that. There are a few, true. However, they will lack the flexibility and the autonomy. Totally. They don't exist. But if you're making $200,000, you're likely some sort of an over. You're likely at an executive type level where it's regimented in terms of your holiday days, your... Um, work from home days, your travel commitments in terms of both business, maybe you travel for work as well as how many, how often you can travel with your family. Um, I often think of that too, because in the industry that I'm in, similar to Graham, I could probably make double what I'm making if I went over to one of the investment providers. Yeah, yeah. But when my kids get sick every 14 seconds and my bus cancels once a week and there's a snow day, you know, three days a month, I actually would have to make that accommodation for my employer. Whereas now I make the accommodation for my clients. Totally. Hey mama. I wanted to pop in quickly and let you know that I just released a brand new program called Budget for More. It's the complete roadmap to setting up an automated budgeting system that will leave you with more. More time, more vacations, more fun, more wine. 
If you would like to check out this program, go to my website, lindsayplum.com forward slash budget for more. And if you want a discount on that program, I'd love to give it to you. There's a 50% off discount for podcast listeners. Use coupon code beta50, B-E-T-A-5-0. I would love to see you inside that new program to help you budget for more. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an interesting perspective. Okay. I interrupted you. Keep going. Yeah. No, all good. Um, uh, so with my clients, if their income is fluctuating, um, I do my best to get them on a regular reoccurring income as fast as possible. Um, and sometimes that means that on the higher income months, we are putting away so that we can access that money on the lower income months so we can stabilize it a little bit. It's hard to plan when we when there's something unknown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that, that we put in place, um, and this takes some time and it's really important to me, is spending last month's income. So in our current month, we don't spend what we earn. We spend what we earn this month, next month. That means that on the first of the month, you know exactly how many dollars there are to work with. Um, and People don't mind math, but everybody hates algebra. Like you add the unknowns in and it makes it so much more difficult. Uh, So if we have a fluctuating income, taking away the unknowns as quickly as possible will reduce our stress um, and make the math work a lot easier. Um, And for some people, you know, if the goal is $8,000 a month, like maybe we're not there right? Maybe we're just starting a business or we're new in our career. And it's like, all we've got is $3,000 a month. Uh, we've got to work with what we have. Um, and I, there's a few different local organizations that have me come in and do um, like financial readiness workshops for people entering the workforce. Um, and we often talk about like setting your income goals based on what you need. So like identify what you want long-term, what you need this month, figure out what that income goal is, and then go and find the income. You know, the, the group that I am working with, they're often those who, you know, they've, they've suffered some hard knocks and they will just take, you know, their 20 hours a week at minimum wage because they've been, you know, down and out and something is better than nothing. And that's awesome. And they should totally do that. But I try to remind them not to settle there, like to look back at that budget and realize that you do need more. Um, or if your budget suggests and your goals suggest you need more then you need more. Um, because I think it's just so important to keep our sights set in front of us and set high. Um, otherwise we aren't going to reach them. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you like when you're with the investment clients? Do you find that why do they want more? Well, and it's not the investment clients, it's the entrepreneurs. Yeah. The people that I feel like it's almost like that orange personality trait where they. Yeah live in shiny object syndrome they live in getting distracted and starting projects and not finishing them and so it's about managing them 
as actual humans and kind of putting boundaries in place for them that allows them to identify what do you need to like, I know you're saying more, but like, I want to know how much you actually need to survive. Like how much do you need to keep your house running without dipping into debt? And then we'll add the fun on top of that. Yeah, totally. Um, so it's one of those things where I'm, I'm not really that way. Like I'm an entrepreneur, but kind of by default. And so when I started my business and wasn't making any money, I was like, how many clients do you need? I just need more. I just need more yeah. because I also didn't have like a pricing structure and, you know, a real package deliverable type thing set up yet. Yeah. But once I did, that's when I sat down with, she was my bookkeeper and friend at the time. And I said, okay, let's look at my numbers and I need a paycheck. Like I can't just live out of my business bank account and draw from it as I need it. Yeah. Because I need the ability to keep them separate so that I don't become that chaser. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Totally. Because it's really hard to run a business and do the work in the business. And so I needed somebody. So I knew how much my family needed me to bring in. And so that's what I started at my baseline. And then I sat down with her and I was like, okay, my family needs me to bring in at least $2,000 a month Mm -hmm. for us to survive. Like that's not thriving. That's not just food in the fridge. Yes. And like paying the bills and whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's barely food in the fridge. Like if I'm being like straight up honest, it's just like, we could make it work, but I don't want to have to make it work. Yeah. So I need minimum $2,000 a month. Where, what's my business capacity based on the numbers that you can see? Mm -hmm. Cause I have an idea, but I'm too in it. Yeah. Yeah. I need somebody to say, based on these numbers, this is the range I would recommend. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to recommend me pulling levers as I I move through different, you know, events in the year. I'm okay pulling levers once we enter a different life stage or when something happens. But I want the consistency over like the 12, 18, 24 months. Yeah. And so I think that personality trait is something they that they need their need protection from almost they need framework and structure totally they need some yeah they need some framework and structure oftentimes with my clients who are like that who are striving um you know for more all the time we do similar to what you were saying like we got to figure out this month and like the monthly needs um and sometimes they don't know what the more is that they're looking for. Um, and if I'm having a difficult time helping somebody um, or getting them to participate or see something clearly, we just pick like a random number. We'll pick $50,000 in a bank, in a savings account. And we'll open up a bank account and we'll call it $50,000 savings goal. We don't know what we're going to use the 50,000 yet, but at least it gives them something to look at, something to achieve. And like, there's no such thing as having too too much $50,000 accounts. Like that doesn't exist in the world. So like, we'll fill it up. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that problem, you know, quote unquote problem um, of 
what do I do with this 50,000? We can figure that out later. Let's just get something because it needs to be um, like in smart goals. T is tangible, right? Like we need to be able to picture it and you can't picture more. More is so elusive. Right. Um, so yeah, we'll figure that part out later. Um, and I think like, you know, how much is enough is so dependent on what is important to each of us, right? Um, if I had more money, I would travel more. Um, I would do, my kids would be in more sports. Um, I would, uh, uh, I would like work out more because I'd be working less. So I'd have more time. Um, I'd have higher quality food probably in my fridge. I'd buy everything at Whole Foods. <laughs> like those are the things that are, that I have, you know, high on my values list. Um, and I, we all need to determine what we're looking for in figuring out what, how much is enough, right? What is the baseline and what's our more? I know yeah. for me, like I've done a budget that has absolutely everything on it. And it's, I can achieve that with about 22,000 a month. So that's like my everything list, right? Um, so who knows when or if I'll get there. I'll say when I'll get there. Um, we're, uh, we're big goal setters in, in a vision kind of way. Um, but yeah, just knowing knowing what you need, right? Somebody that has a, a smaller house than I do. Um, not that I have a big house, but somebody that, you know, is doing like small home living or something along those lines, right? Somebody who lives uh, more remotely, somebody who has less kids or no kids or less pets or no pets. Everybody's number is going to be different. Um, but for me, I really like baselines and to test myself against almost or like to to give me something to see to, something tangible and in the last year or so that's been somewhere around eight thousand dollars a month for uh for a typical uh four-person family yeah good i feel like knowing an actual number can be really helpful even if it doesn't really apply to your specific situation that's it's great. something like a, a question that some people ask me is like how am i doing and i'm like how are you doing compared to what? Okay. <laughs> You're like compared to others my age. And it's like, well, others your age don't do this for a living, don't live in that area of Canada, don't yeah. have this, you know, just all the things that you just said. Yeah. So how much is enough? Like asking yourself, like how, like you said, what's the baseline? Like where, yeah. what are we starting from? But also like, when I think of my number, it how much of that is real and how much of it is ego? Mm. Like yeah. when, when we go back to that entrepreneur conversation, that's another thing that can get in the way. Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, hopefully for those of you listening, hopefully, you know, hearing that, I guess like I guess my baseline, my like rule of thumb or what I've seen with, with, um, my budgeting clients and the stories that Megan has shared uh, about her numbers and her clients. Um, hopefully that's helpful. It's one of those things. Everybody's situation is going to be totally different. Um, mm -hmm. And, but for most of us, like my, my new program is called budget for more. And the reason is because most of us want more of something. 
it might be more philanthropy. Like, I don't know, it doesn't have to be more flashy cars. Most of us want more. Um, and Or maybe it was fancy cars. Yeah, absolutely. Perfectly fine. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It could be whatever more is for you. And if we don't know where we're at now, if we don't set our sights, we, it's really, really hard to measure. And I don't, I don't take my kids temperature very often because more information is not always better. I don't check my investment accounts every day because more information is not always better, but some information is really helpful. (laughs) And so giving yourself, um, you know, having, having some numbers and and knowing that, uh, that what I'm currently seeing, um, at $8,000 a month seems to work for a lot of people. Hopefully that's helpful for you guys. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers.